Fred Goldstein, and I'm at the Jefferson Population Health Colloquium. It's the 17th year of this conference, and I'm joined by Michael Dowling, the President and CEO of Northwell Health. Welcome, Michael. Thank you very much. Delighted to be here. Yeah, delighted. I understand last night you gave a very interesting presentation. Perhaps give the audience a little background on Northwell Health. Well, uh, Northwell, um, we're the largest health system in New York State. Uh, we have 21 hospitals, about 600 ambulatory locations, medical school, nursing school, um, insurance company, major research, uh, major innovations, ventures group. We have about 62,000 employees and we're about um, 11, over 11 billion in revenue. Wow. And we're growing uh, pretty quickly all the time. That's fantastic. And as you talked about, you, you cover a lot of the different areas. And one of your focuses has been medical school and transitioning that to the newer age. What, what do we need to do around that? So, Well, it's, it's the, the whole educational systems need to be changed. And uh, we started with the medical school and also the nursing school. And we have our own in-house corporate university. So we do training and education for uh, all of our employees because I'm a strong, strong believer that if you want to do something differently in the future, you've got to train people differently today. You can't move people into a new direction with the training that has gone on in the past. The world is changing too quickly. Right, so what are some of the areas around the medical school that you're looking to focus on as a difference as we go into this new value-based care, population health, et cetera? Well, it's getting people uh, uh, much more focused on getting, getting the physicians out into the community as quickly as possible. We do that in the first nine weeks. Wow. So they're out seeing patients in the community, they visit patients in their, uh, in their homes, they travel with them in the ambulances, and they're on our transport systems, they follow the patients to the hospital. So it's all about the concept, it's all about the concept of teaching people how to do things and how to understand the circumstances that people are living in, rather than you know, the purely academic you know, situation that has existed in many schools for years. So you're giving them insight right away into social determinants and the rest of it that's out there in the community. Oh, absolutely. When you go to a family uh, in, in, a, in a situation in an inner city, for example, or in a rural area that is impoverished in one way or another, and you see the circumstances people live in, that one instance of experience is worth like six months of academic learning. You get it immediately. And for a lot of these medical students, they have never experienced that. Uh, some do, but, not, but a lot don't. So being able to get them to experience that at the very beginning teaches them about the social determinants of health, teaches them about what the concept of population health might be like, and what it means, uh, which is why this conference is so, so important. Um, but it changes the whole perspective. And we get about between seven and 8,000 applications a year uh, for 100 slots. And we're only seven years in existence, and our students match terrifically at the moment. So it's been a phenomenal success. That's, that's fantastic. You've talked some about this, that hospitals need to now look much broader to the issue of, hey, we're about creating health, which means maybe we need fewer people in the beds, but we've got to have a change in our reimbursement system to be able to do that. Well, you'll all, you know, hospitals will always be important. Uh, and so it's, some people jump to the conclusion when you say that you've got to take people out of the hospital is that they come to the conclusion that hospitals are not important. No, hospitals become very, very important, right. but they're not the, the totality of a health system anymore. They're a, they're a component of it. So it's the, it's the inpatient, it's the ambulatory, and in it's the lifestyle, behavior, and social circumstance issues that you have to be concerned about. Because if you want to call yourself a healthcare organization, you've got to take a holistic view of the world. The medical part of uh, intervention only affects about 20% of, of a person's health. The other 80%, we haven't spent a lot of time 
talking about uh, or doing anything about. And that's why, for example, what David Nash does here with this conference is so important because he's focusing an awful lot on, on uh, that other 80%. Right. So as a, as a health system, how do you look to work in that area and impact that side of it? Well, I have um, one of my senior people is, um, uh, has the title, and it's as important as a community health investment officer is his title. Wow. And uh, his job is to take all of the disparate things that we have been doing, because we do a lot of individualistic great programs. Right. And so I can show you that in this particular little area, we do fantastic work. But it's pulling it all together to develop a much broader strategy to see well, how we can be a catalyst in bringing other entities that we typically over and traditionally haven't worked with to bring them to bear on affecting the totality of the community. That's employment, unemployment, that's housing, that's right. drug addiction, that's behavioral health, food, that's food. Yep. And, and if we're not a catalyst in making that happen, I don't think we can truly call ourselves a health system that is in, that is innovative and trying to be reform oriented. That's really a fantastic idea. I love that. Yeah. And let me ask you this. So as you do that, obviously, there's this changing reimbursement. And how far along are you in the move to some of that that allows you to then invest in some of those other resources? Uh, not, not, you know, the, the value-based reimbursement is moving, but it's moving more slowly than most people thought. Mm -hmm. So. Uh, if, if a lot of your business is still the old way of doing business fee-for-service, you've got to take the benefits of that because you can do better financially on that. Right. Uh, and then use those benefits, though, to help you invest in those other things I just mentioned about. Mm -hmm. While at the same time, kind of you move two roads at the same time, uh, while at the same time moving more and more of your business toward value-based payment. Mm -hmm. and, that, and most of that will, be, will come from what happens at the federal and the state level, but also all your contracts with the private insurers. Mm -hmm. um, and we have our own insurance company. Right. I'm a big believer that if you really want to become a value-based organization, capitation is the best way to do Absolutely. that. If I own the premium dollar, I have all the incentive in the world, and I have the flexibility to be able to use the dollars since I now have them, uh, to really affect people's health, mm -hmm. not just only the medical aspect of it. So given that you've got this health insurance model, and there's this question you talked about, it's gone a little slower than people thought, but yes. we need to, as you say, move to this full capitation mm -hmm. model. What would you recommend to other health systems as they look at this, because many are fearful of it, or what sort of expertise do they need to begin to look to bring in? Well, one thing is, is, is don't be fearful. I mean, mm -hmm. if you're in a leadership position, by definition, it means that you should not be adverse to risk mm -hmm. in any form. If you're a leader that's scared to do something, I don't think, quite frankly, you should be in a leadership position at all, at any level in the organization. You know. uh, if you are creating an insurance situation and you're, you're, you're taking risk, you've got to have a lot of the right analytic uh, talent. You've got to be able to segment your population. You've got to have your actuaries. Uh, it's a very different business than running a hospital. Mm -hmm. And everybody that's been in this, remember there's been lots of systems in this business for a long time. Intermountain, Kaiser, Viola Scott and White, Geisinger. They've been involved with it for a long time. We're relatively new to, to the game. But if you go into that, it's made a huge mistake people make is thinking that if I go into that level of business that it's, it's, I can use the, the good talent that I have on the hospital side. That doesn't work. You've got to bring in new talent that knows how to actually manage risk. Mm -hmm. And as you look at population health in the future, where do you see this, this going? Obviously the conference has been incredible and drawing a lot of people, but 
is the is it that broader community model you've talked about that we'll I think get it's to? increasingly the broader community model. Now you cannot boil the ocean. <laughs> uh, they, there are there are you can't solve everything, but you can solve some things, or you can be a major 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 catalyst in getting other resources in the community, like very innovative community-based organizations, like the clergy. Uh, the educational system to me is huge, especially at the younger ages, and be a catalyst to bring all of those resources to play here. Mm -hmm. And uh, we know, for example, if we analyze all of the people who come to our emergency departments, we know the social circumstances that they, that they come from, uh, which, given the, some of the data that we have. So look at all of that data and say, okay, see what the trends are over the last, last couple of years. And then say, well, we're going to take two of those areas and we're going to focus on them in the community. And, um, and I think if we, if we take a focus on that and do it the right way, I think we can make a big difference long term. And I think we can begin to change the debate. It's not just about the doctor and the nurse only. They're very, very important. Um, but it's the caregiver community. It's the people taking care of families at the home. If you don't have a good caregiver program, it's very, very hard to be able to f expand the, um, the home care program. Well, fantastic. Well, thank you very much for thank your insights. We really appreciate it. No problem at all. you're doing up at Northwell. Yeah, thank you. I appreciate it. Thank you so much. Okay, round two. Name something that's not boring. A laundry? Ooh, a book club. Computer solitaire, huh? Ah, oh, sorry, we were looking for Chumba Casino. That's right, ChumbaCasino.com has over 100 casino style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. ChumbaCasino.com. No purchases, over by law, 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details.